Hello and welcome to the Cynical Optimists, riding off into the sunset like cowboys in an old western. I am Phil. And I am not Phil. <laughs> I told you I'd change it. <laughs> this is Nick. Yes. And this is the final episode of the podcast that has looked at the film, TV and gaming news of the week. We also in these episodes looked at a range of topics from reviews, discussions, and we even spent episodes pitching our own ideas. This week, we're doing none of that. <laughs> we will be instead spending this episode looking back at our original episodes from season one all the way through to now, and we'll be saying what might, what has changed, what hasn't changed, we'll be talking about the podcast, and just kicking back and reflecting on the good old times. But first, how are you not, Phil? <laughs> Uh, I'm doing alright, yeah, it's, uh, it's end of an era, isn't it? I don't know why you're still staring at my script, it I'm... doesn't say how you are on that. Yeah, it does, I'm re- this, I've been reading a script since episode one, I don't know if anyone knows this back, Listen, any of the listeners know this, but it's actually been entirely scripted the whole time. We've got a writer's room, Yeah. at the end of this there's just going to be a little like, whilst all these names scroll down, of all these writers that we've had over the years. Uh, yeah, but it's not bad. It's it's nice to be uh, with you in person in your sunny, beautiful hometown. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I, is this my hometown? Uh, it is now. Yeah. Home is where the heart is. My heart is in my body, so therefore <laughs> it's, it's here. <laughs> I left mine back in my hometown. <laughs> you left your heart in San Diego. <laughs> Uh, so, for this first segment, we've got three different segments today. We've got this first one where we're going to be looking at the actual the topics, like the the areas of pop culture that we've featured prominently over the course of the show, and just kind of look at where they were when we started. Because we did this first episode back in 2015. We're at, it's almost seven years to the day that we're putting up the, the final episode. Madness. Uh, and a lot it's been quite funny because just before this we were listening to just we I haven't listened back to the whole show I think I don't know it's really weird for editing it I'm fine but I would not listen back to old episodes because of my own voice mm. if that makes sense yeah, I get you completely editing is, is it, A it's perfunctory and B it's kind of you're just listening out for the edit points quite objectively aren't you whereas if you go back and listen to stuff it's just you're, you're, you're I don't know it's weird isn't it it's like you're going back to your own opinion so yeah this was the first time i've i've gone back this far as well yeah so we actually um we didn't go for the first episode i think i've listened to bits of the first episode we'll go into the production of the show in one of the other segments don't listen that was to about it. don't Marvel. listen to the first episode i would not recommend it no it's uh well it's very much first podcast episode it's very ums and um, uhs and a lot of pausing um, and a lot of hesitation and over each other and um yeah and, we still talk um, over each other all the time <laughs> Um, 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 yeah, um, um. <laughs> <laughs> but this is going to be looking at the actual like areas. So, like, the first episode was Marvel, and back in 2015, like, Age of Ultron had just come out, yeah. And over the years, and we were saying before this, yeah, we were saying before this that before we started doing the podcast, I don't think we would that really. I mean, possibly not many people were that religiously into the MCU as they were now, no. But I didn't see the first four movie until a year or so ago. Yeah, I, d- I definitely think I think I, I think I watched Iron Man, Iron Man two. I saw Iron Man two with you. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I think I saw Hulk. I think. Oh my god! I think I rented Hulk from Blockbuster. <laughs> I, th- 
maybe it wasn't Blockbuster. I remember The Incredible Hulk. I definitely had... I definitely... It was in like a bargain bin of DVDs or something. I think it was from Blockbuster, but like there was just a pile that they were... I remember there out. was a Blockbuster in our town. Yeah. I think I, I think I rented... To just show how old we are... <laughs> I think I rented or, or or bought Hulk from Blockbuster. I think the first time I saw Cap One was when it was on where we were. Uh, we were at a camp, mm. I think, and it was on. I think that might have been the first time I saw Captain America One. All oh, right, I actually quite like that movie now, but movie. I just didn't watch it at the time. Yeah, I just didn't really follow much of the comic book stuff or anything like that. And I think I skipped. I followed bits of it. Yeah, I think I skipped to Avengers after Iron Man Two. I don't. Think mm. I, I don't think I watched. I don't think I watched Thor and Captain America till after. I think Avengers was like a big cultural thing though, because I remember a touchstone for... of our community. For a while, you could not avoid it. It was clips were of it were getting used in adverts for like everything from like internet speeds to like whatever. It was just that one clip of it spanning panning around the heroes. Oh yeah, yeah. Was getting used in everything. Tony Stark famously well. Probably not famously, but in my mind, famously switched from his Audi R8 to a Honda for that one movie because everything was distributed from different companies back then as well. So yeah, he just randomly traded in his Audi for a Honda for that one film for that one year. <laughs> then he found it just didn't suit him. <laughs> he went back to Audi for the next Iron Man. Yeah, so this is what what Age of Ultron had come out. Uh, like I said, I don't. I've never actually got far enough into our pilot to hear what we thought of the MCU at the time. Hmm. I just thought we thought it was a good inroad of something to talk about that was quite general. I'm guessing this would have been right when around the time that Ant Man came out as well. And I, Ant Man, I remember seeing in the cinema and quite enjoying. I think f- Phase Two was when pe- more people, I think, started to go to the turn up to the cinema more. I think films. at this point, I was kind of. I don't know. Again, we didn't listen, but. Um... <laughs> I think I might have just been getting a bit tired of the formula at this point because I was I, I Ant Man was a controversial one for me because I remember I remember from us recording it that it was a controversial one for you because Edgar, Edgar Wright, Wright left. Yeah. I feel like now Edgar Wright would totally do do it. Yeah. In, in the current state of the MCU. So that's that's like I think the biggest change I think for for Like I I, I think the the first Ant Man is fine. I think Peyton Reed does a fine job. Yeah. But yeah, and but now I've watched more of Edgar Wright's back catalogue than probably I had at the time. I now see where you're coming from a lot more. But like again, I think like that's that's possibly the biggest change I think since we've started doing this podcast. Is I I think right now, as it currently stands, we've just had a Sam Raimi MCU movie. We've had a, we're coming up to the second Taika Waititi one. Yeah, I think that uh, Chloe Zhao did Eternal. I think I think Edgar Wright would probably be able to do what he wanted now and equally. I think the two, the studio and the director, would work together a, a bit closer now. So I think, I, th- I think um, that's that's possibly the biggest change that we've had since the sort of beginning of us recalling this. Is that as the MCU is taking more risks, I think I'm, I'm, I could consider myself a bit of a fan. Yes, you know, I think it, it's difficult to know where it's going to go from here because we're just coming off the back of what Doctor Strange two. And it's been a bit scattershot recently, especially now you've got the TV shows as well. You've got the stuff with, like, Captain America and all that stuff. That's almost like one strand of it, mm. which I guess includes, like, the the Hawkeye show as well, as well as uh, Black Widow stuff. Uh, you've got, like, the Eternals, which is, like, the some of the outer space stuff. You've got the Guardians mm. of Four, which is other outer space stuff. you got the Wanda and Cap- uh, Doctor Strange stuff, which is another strand. 
it, Loki. Which, Loki, which I guess falls under that because it's multiverse. Yeah. It's all really spread out. Yeah, it is. So it's going to be interesting to see whether they attempt to try and weave it all back together again. Back when we started as well, there was no signs that the sort of Fox universe was going to cross over. All the, every, I think Spider-Man would have still been... Spider-Man was not... Sony? It, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is obviously still now, but I think it was still at the, just about... Probably, I think they were still probably weighing up Amazing Spider-Man three around this time. Yeah, and the X-Men were completely separate. Yeah, it was, the different studios owned all the different Marvel characters. Well, we De- oh, oh, we had Netflix had their own bits as well with Daredevil and stuff. Yeah, I don't think they had started that back in 2015 because we we were talking just before we started recording about how much streaming has changed as well. Mm. And I don't think. Maybe the deal had been announced, but it hadn't actually gone to many places just right, yet. Right, yeah, yeah. Because this is when Marvel was starting to become a real hot property as well. So the fact that Netflix could get a little bit of Marvel for themselves mm. was this massive thing. I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had already started, because that obviously... Came off the back of Avengers, didn't it? Yeah. Well, its first season arc leads into Captain America 2. Gotcha. So it would have just... It would have started at this point, and it would have been just building up. Because I, the first few seasons of Agents of Shield, kind of strained to kind of try and mirror the MCU hmm. until their later seasons, where they just were like, ah, I don't care anymore. <laughs> we're going to go into space, bye. <laughs> Which I think was smart yeah. from a show making point of view, because it must be a bit frustrating to have to keep yeah. keep in line with what the films are doing, especially if the films like if a film moves its release date or whatever. Kind of got to that point where it was like. Hey, we're here to like dustpan and brush the the rubble from Thor's latest adventure, kind of thing, wasn't it? At one that, point, that that was yeah, that was very first season. Yeah, that was a low point. That was a low point. That first season, like, just didn't really need to happen. It, I suppose, they have to establish the status quo for long enough that when you get to, I think it's like episode sixteen or seventeen, which is the the big reveal that of the Hydra thing, it really impacts the story for the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. But you definitely didn't need 16 whole episodes of just like kind of boring agent work. Yeah. You could have only you could have had like five. Yeah, max. Exactly. Easy. Right. Shall we move on to the next bit? What? Do you want to talk about DC? No. Okay. Okay. Which one do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's changed much. Cause... We've summarised our entire podcast. Just to... <laughs> <laughs> even our first DC episode is called Don't Mention Marvel. We don't even put DC in the title. I think at the time we were like, people are more likely to listen if we put Marvel. <laughs> because it was pr- just before Batman v Superman came out. Really? Because oh, right. the first episode of our second series is Batman v Superman. Is it in any shape stronger than it was back then? Like the current... Let's ignore. Let's ignore the outside. Let's ignore Joker. Let's ignore the Batman. Yeah. Let's like. In terms I think of, it's definitely more of a mess now. The, the DC EU is what we're talking about here, which is like. I think back, back when we first covered it, it just looked like DC were just going to copy Marvel. Yeah. And then they kind of did, and then they just didn't, and then they gave up, and now it's all a mess. Yeah. So I don't know which is the better shape, whether today's shape where anything can happen. But that's bad because also anything can anything can happen. Real terrible stuff can happen. Yeah. Or back then when it was like full of potential, but it wasn't likely to reach it. Hmm. I don't know what would have been better. 
I still hold with what I was saying back then, which is that DC shouldn't have rushed doing the solo movies and things because it could have been quite the breath of fresh air for when we really were ramping up the like Avengers stuff. Even now, when some of these uh, Marvel films, I don't, I think they're all pretty good to be self-contained. When so many of them depend on you having seen this and this yeah. and this and this, having DC solo films like the Batman that just you know came out this year. <laughs> yeah. But if that was actually part of some kind of coherent plan, where it's like they were going to be the breath of fresh air like this, you don't need to know all this continuity. Yeah. It's building slowly, but compared to Marvel, our films are so easy just to dive into. Exactly, and. I yeah, you could have occasionally like brought some of the team together. Like you kind of like, you, have you ever watched any of their like animated films? Yeah, and they kind of cherry pick which versions of which they want, and they just sort of mash them together. And like, I, that doesn't, I, that's fine. Just do that. Yeah, like you don't need to contrive a situation why Superman wasn't in the Batman. Just just fucking leave him out. Like I never yeah. used to get the complaint people used to have with Marvel where they were like. Where was where was Iron Man? What Cap was doing? I'm like, I don't care. Just have so, <laughs> just have solo adventures. Like you don't yeah. need to explain it. You don't need to explain why Iron Man wasn't there. Yeah, like, it was always really lame stuff as well. Yeah, like whenever they did a try, it was just like, oh yeah, falls off world. <sighs> yeah, I'd rather just have like yeah. Imagine if like the Batman. Imagine if that was kind of the DCU. Like you have these independent films, and then just like for the Justice Leagues and stuff like that, they just bring them together. No explanation. You just bring them together. Like that would, I think that would be the the best way of going forward. I mean, if you really wanted to do something where you could have all these standalone movies and not have that excuse, mm. you could do the multiverse thing, and you know, like have it be Batman on Earth five and mm. Superman on Earth twelve, and they only and whatever the threat is is enough to make them all have to go into one universe together to. You could do that, or or just. I mean, even that's a bit contrived. Yeah, I would. I would just keep it as simple as possible. Just have them occasionally. You know what? I quite like. That's kind of. I guess that's kind of what they're doing now. Because like, I, have you seen what happens in Peacemaker? No. Okay, so do you mind if I? I don't. Mi- no, crack a, on. This is a mild spoiler for Peacemaker, but basically, in the final episode, all the action's done and everything, and the Justice League just kind of pop up. Yeah. And they're just like there as a team, no explanation. I'm like. That's that's perfect. Just keep doing stuff like that, where the Justice League occasionally just unite in this universe. Like you just see them around. Do you see who who plays? You them? see, um, you see Ezra Miller and you see Jason Momoa. Right. Ezra Miller's feature in the DCU is up in the. In fact, this is why this is why I didn't really want to talk about the DCU. It's because like they're missing their Batman, they're missing their Superman. They're probably soon going to be missing their Flash. Yeah. Momoa's still alright, but he's busy with other things. But like... then in his his movie's also coming under fire because of outside things to do with his co-stars at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So exactly, and and Cyborg as well with um, Ray Fisher's sort of ongoing battle with with Warner Brothers, and and so like he's like he's going to pop up in other projects. Like I think he's going to be in Rebel Moon. That's great, but like he's not going to be in another Warner Brothers movie, is he? No, they are missing almost everyone. Yeah, from their ju- from their Justice League. Like, imagine if Marvel lost all their Avengers to like. It's just crazy to me. But, yeah. So yeah, let's let's move on. Yeah, DC is probably no stronger than it was. <laughs> no, if anything, started. it's 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 more it's more of a me- it's somehow maybe it's got some good stuff to it. it had, probably had some good stuff to it before. 
but it's probably just more of a mess. Yeah. Like the uh, the Arrowverse is slowly spiraling down, but that probably was some of the biggest crossovers from DC. Yeah, over the last you know seven years. I'm worried as well. Like I'm, I loved the Batman. I thought it was really good, but like I'm worried they're gonna. Because they're doing like several HBO spin-offs from that as well, aren't they? Yeah, they, 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 they gonna... immediately they, then they delay like some of the other projects to fit in the Batman stuff straight away. Right. It's just I, I'm worried they're just going to go down the exact same route with their last. They have issue. one success and they get super duper excited and then they ruin it. Yeah. I think it is you know one thing that hasn't changed in any of the companies over the course of this. Obviously. It's always been to different extents that they've done it, but corporate meddling is still alive and well. <laughs> yeah. People in high positions of power who you have no idea how they got there because they're so bad at it. <laughs> Just so fundamentally useless. Uh, anyway. What's next? Well, we've talked about streaming networks a bit already because obviously we said, like, back. Like, I'm not sure there's too much to say. It's just streaming now is getting a bit like the US cable system where every single company wants their own yeah. streaming service, which kind of goes against what the early success of Netflix was, which that was just, you get this one thing and look how much content you've got access to. Yeah. And now I kind of, like you as well, I've got to juggle which ones to keep and which ones to cancel. Well, because all the big IPs are now on streaming networks, which is... Yeah, this yeah. is something we were talking about off-air. It's just like, when we were growing up, we chose to spend our, our pocket money or whatever on which Marvel film do you want to see or, or whatever. Now yeah. it's like you pay seven quid a month. You could just pay seven pounds for one month and binge all of it, like including the TV stuff as well. So it's certainly like the streaming has made a impact maybe not in the same way we expected but it's now it's the home of IPs now isn't it yeah it's definitely got a massive place in the ecosystem now yeah it's got a lot of streaming exclusive stuff it's you know half of the most recent MCU stuff are all TV shows exclusively through Disney Plus yeah and the most recent movie depended on you having seen the Disney Plus show exactly yeah so it's it's making a massive massive impact Obviously, there was that recent stuff with Netflix uh, for the first time ever with losing users. Yeah. Uh, and it was talking about clamping down on password sharing and things like that. And Probably I mean, doubling down on IPs, I guess, isn't we, it? We almost did an episode on Netflix because their main thing is that they're a kind of. They have huge, huge debts. The whole way that Netflix exists is by running up debts. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand how businesses work. <laughs> and now the trouble they're in is that they've been running up debts for so long and now they've got competition that's stealing away their audiences and you know their growth is starting to plateau and yet they're reaching the problem that every online network or service reaches when their membership starts to plateau which is getting more money from the same amount of people mm. which is probably why they're talking about clamping down on password sharing and stuff like that it's just not I, I don't think that's going to make a difference in the long term though I think I, I think Disney was smart in their they're kind of ruthless buying up of Fox, Lucasfilm, like all these big, huge studios and stuff. They just bought them up so that when they they kind of for they foresaw like this age of streaming. So they were like, when this ha when this hits, we have literally got the the temptations to bring people in. Whereas yeah. like Apple, for instance, I think they made a mistake in their their assumption of coming into the streaming service because they were like, yeah, we'll focus on quality, but like we have nothing sellable. 
Yeah, we, we have it's... no IPs. We've started to create a few. We've got some big stars in to try and create a few, but like they haven't got that initial sell. Like if someone was to say to you, eight quid and I'll give you all the Star Wars movies, all the Marvel movies, or eight quid and I'll give you C with Jason Momoa. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think one? the biggest IP Apple TV might have might literally be Snoopy. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah, and yeah, so it's it's I don't know. It's going to be a difficult one because I definitely don't think I think I'm going to do what you've said, which is the kind of get it for a short amount of time, binge as much as you want from that one, and then rotate on to the next one. Exactly. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how that affects kind of the the value models of these things because obviously their idea is that you you'd have it all the time, not just for short periods. I wonder if I wonder whether it would be beneficial or not to kind of build in that system where you can pause months or whatever. I, I maybe it wouldn't because. I think it depends because if if it becomes a prominent tactic that people use, yeah. having a pause button rather than a leave and rejoin button is probably preferable. If you're saying that, if you're looking at your consumer, and the consumer's two options are a leave or pause. Yeah. They might put a pause function in where it's like it's paused for. I reckon they'd be still be really bad about. It. They'd be like it's paused for sixty days and you can only do it every ninety. You know, you they can't, they can't do it for 90 days. Or yeah, yeah. Something really arbitrary, <laughs> whereby they've kind of worked, they've, you know, they've got the accountants to work out <laughs> what they need minimum yeah. for, to survive. But yeah, it's going to be, well, I don't know. I think the streaming, it might get volatile for a bit, then I reckon there'll be some clear winners. And I think some of the attempts will just, like Paramount Plus. I mean, a lot I of these that we still might haven't even got. Again. We haven't got a lot of these still in the UK either. We haven't got yeah. Paramount Plus. We haven't got HBO Max. I think pretty much all the ones that aren't in the UK are just under Now TV. Their content. Oh, Now TV is the worst. It's like 720p, and it sounds awful. Yeah. Oh, and they split it. This is what a lot of apparently Disney and Netflix are doing this as well. They're splitting their tiers into like you can have a cheap ass one that's like. Six quid, which is basically what the floor price was. Yeah, but they've 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 wrote they've well, raised they're the price up a lower tier. Yes, even yeah, because I know that Netflix obviously has their low tier, which I didn't. Even though it was just me, I didn't get that in the first place because I wanted the slightly higher quantity video. Yeah, so are we we're just going to keep expanding the tiers. We're going to have like the two pound tier, and they're adding we can adverts. watch it in one hundred and forty four p with adverts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every, every every two minutes. <laughs> But yeah, it's going to be because it was it did quite well initially to cut down on piracy as well. But then yeah. when you get to too many streaming services, yeah, I know people that are like I'm not going to buy all those streaming services. And then well, can I continue get... to rant about Now TV because that's that's encouraged me to pirate if anything because they put shows on there and you watch them for several seasons and then they're just like oh yeah tomorrow is your last day to watch and we might put it back on there in another ten months or something. It's just so fucking random. Yeah, and, and it just really puts me off it. It's just, and it's annoying because that's the only place, as you said, we can go as Brits to watch some of these amazing, huge HBO American shows. Is just this really crap, bloody, sky-owned piece of yeah bollocks. Like yeah, yeah. I we got rid of now a couple of years ago, and I don't miss it. <laughs> if you want to sponsor us now, please do get into no. It's the, yeah, it's in the, the last in the, episode. In the final episode, yeah. <laughs> yeah this this train is pulling into the station. Uh, it would be very funny though if we had a sponsor for just the final episode. Like it goes to the next like segment bit, and we're like, this episode is brought to you by. <laughs> that was kind of my dream from the beginning, but it didn't happen. 
Oh well, maybe maybe, maybe future, maybe the next podcast. Yeah, we'll we'll make it super commercial. <laughs> we'll just find something and just really kiss its ass until it hits money. <laughs> uh, so next, I think we're going to talk about Doctor Who. Yeah, because we... we that's the episode we alluded to this earlier. That's the episode <laughs> we did actually end up listening to from the first season, and it was very funny how we were listening to ourselves, and then one of us would make a point in like the present and us two sat in the room and then us in the past would make the exact same point <laughs> yeah. and we'd just be like ah oh. <laughs> I was I was I was really dreading going back and listening to these old episodes to see sort of how how we feel and how we speak about certain things and like yeah I think we've gotten better at expressing our opinions and I, I think we pointed out as well we're far less angsty now we were yes. we were teenagers when we started this and I we go back and listen just just we were we were 13 no. Um, we were nineteen. Just we just turned thirteen. <laughs> um, and yeah, no, I, I think the opinions are broadly the same. How we feel about things, I think we've softened on a lot. Yeah, but I also think we've we're, we're able to express and word things a lot better now. Um, well, I think we can go into that more when we look at the the kind of the look back at the podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I do think yeah, there's definitely some bits I've listened back to and I've been like, oh, I definitely. I agree with the sentiment, but I definitely wouldn't say it like that now. And other things, I'm like, no, that's just a bad... That's just a either bad or slightly immature take that I just wouldn't make. That's a bad take. Take, yeah. take this L, Phil. Yeah, I gotta take the L. <laughs> no more W's for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Doctor, Doctor Who. Who is that? It's, I'm, I'm so excited. And honestly... I've, you just can't hide it. I just can't hide it. Because when we... In the 2015 episode, we were doing the build-up to... Peter Powdy's second series. Mm. Well, it was his first. Was it his first full series? Because was it series eight where he did half and half? Uh, I can't remember. No, no, he did a full series. He did a full series. You're right. No, yes, yes, yes. You are right. It was the companions that did the half and half in series seven. Because for the first half was Amy and Rory, Rory, and then second half was Clara. Yeah, gotcha. And it was interesting to hear us talk about kind of the Russell T era at that point. I think a lot of that stuff we still agree with is that. It's really good, really good, but it is cheesy in some places. It's a bit. It follows a kind of set formula in some places. Yeah. Uh, you were saying you've softened on Moffat a bit. Slightly. I. I. This. The way I explain it is like I think the the Moffat era kind of drops to some really low lows for me personally, and but then it does reach some high highs. Like I. I love Heaven Sent. It's. It's one of my most memorable episodes. And and like in terms of direction, they had. Rachel Tulele from a, for a lot of the Peter Capaldi stuff who I thought was an excellent director and then the Chibnall era like it I don't think it ever reached the same lows regardless of what you think of The Timeless Child I, I, I still I never got quite as annoyed at the show as I yeah. did as with the Moffat era because the Moffat era was just so smug as well watch the H-Bomber video on um, Sherlock and yeah. that's basically <laughs> that illustrates everything sort of wrong with some of his writing sometimes but yeah the Chibnall era it reached a couple of high highs but like it's kind of just sat in the middle of this of this Venn diagram kind of mm. thing for me it's never quite and and it's been like that for sort of three years now whereas I'm I'm just really really excited for where it goes next because we've got a more diverse cast we've got Russell coming back we've got David Tennant, Tennant and, and Catherine Tate and those associated characters coming back and and importantly, Rachel Talele, who I was just mentioning, who mm. was a highlight for me from the Moffat era, is also coming back to direct this sixth year. 
Yeah. Um, so like it, it just feels like I'm actually excited for for Doctor Who stuff again. I've not really seen it spoken about so so much in the discourse than the last week. Yes, exactly. Very much. I should say this is this is releasing around in in June, but we're recording this in in May. Yeah. So there may have been even more announcements because they they're doing them thick and fast at the moment. Well, I think they were doing they did all those because people were the, being spotted. Those actors have all just been in like central London in Shoreditch or whatever, like um, in the public. So I think like that's why they had to get it out there to just sort of for that damage control kind of thing. But like you know, we got um, recently announced before like, between this and the last episode, uh, Yasmin Finney's coming on as a new companion. And obviously, we mentioned uh, Shooty Gatler as the new Doctor as well. So, like, yeah. I think it's it's moving in a direction that feels fresh and new, but also some of the best bits are are coming back, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, um, like we've spoken about like the nostalgia cycle on on this podcast before, but this genuinely feels exciting. And I would I would drop I would take this new Doctor Who over. Kenobi, I take it over any of the Marvel stuff. I take it over the DC stuff because Doctor Who was that first like thing for me in terms of 2005 probably, got me into geek culture. I'd say yeah, probably the first major sci-fi thing I watched. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for. It. I think it's it's interesting how after all these years, Doctor Who is one of those things which is coming almost like you say. It's hopefully going to be something new, but it is starting to almost cycle back around to. <laughs> Where it was, not even you know, twenty fifteen. We're talking back two thousand five. We're going <laughs> yeah. even further back in time. Yeah, and obviously you just mentioned Kenobi, which by the time this episode goes out, Kenobi will be coming out. That's right. Uh, they're doing the massive. They're doing a massive press tour. Things. Mm. There's been a ton of stuff this week. Uh, interviews with, you know, Hayden Christensen for one has been doing a lot of stuff, which has been quite nice to see. I think we have spoken before about. Regardless of anything else, it does seem like Star Wars and Marvel look after their cast quite well. Yeah, exactly. So it's been nice to see him kind of be able to reminisce about getting cast and like enjoying shooting with George Lucas and Ewan McGregor and things like and that. And I think he's sort of he's heard now that the sort of the kind of fan uh, opinion of him has sort of has turned around a lot in the last few years as well. So I think he's he's getting a lot of joy out of that, which is which is really nice to see. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Star Wars is at a strong point. Um, I mean, I mean, when we started this, Force Awakens hadn't even come out, right? Yeah, that we were in the build-up to the Force Awakens, which is pretty crazy to think how much has changed in, in that time as well. Because when uh, Disney first bought Star Wars, they kind of ignored the prequels. Hmm. They very much downplayed them. There was no real mention of it at all. Even in like the Battlefront first Battlefront video game, they just yeah the first EA it. Battlefront left it out. Yeah, the Force Awakens pretty much does not mention it at all. It yeah. just acts as though the only Star Wars films are four, five, six. Yeah. It's yeah, it's been amazing to see this kind of change because in the recent years we've had what, Clone Wars season seven, we've had The Mandalorian, we've had uh, we've got ah- Ahsoka has become like yeah. a much more big and prominent character. Obviously she was the creation of Dave Filoni, who's in quite a senior creative position now at yeah. Star Wars, so it's not surprising. Well that's but, quite recent as well, isn't it? So But it has been crazy to see how the the attitudes have changed just since and also I think generally when you saw the trailers Force Awakens you probably find them on YouTube now and if you scroll down to the comments from that time it's like oh thank god they're not they look nothing like the prequels the prequels suck yeah. stuff like that and now people are like no the prequels were good in their own way <laughs> well this is this is another thing like why oh, 
we've you can go back and listen to our reviews because I still don't like the Rise of Skywalker, but like I have I'm not gonna just dismiss this entire era of like the Disney sort of Star Wars trilogy, the sequel trilogy, because like we were talking about this off air, but like it's for kids, isn't it? Like those films are yeah. for big audiences and families to watch at Christmas and it's like they're just these big sort of fun films and I think there will be a resurgence on them and regardless of what we think now. Like look at the prequels and even even if even if you think the quality of the films is different, it's not. It's very much I think a case of of these rose tinted glasses where because I went back and I I've quite often advocated for the Attack of the Clones on this podcast. Yeah, we might get around to that episode. May, well, we'll get, <laughs> may, get around to that video somewhere. Yeah. at some point. But I've always looked at it quite softly because of this sort of nostalgia. And in my head, it's a really good film. And then I watched it and I was like, to be honest, it's not a very good film. <laughs> like and it's the same with Phantom Menace like you remember the bits that you like and the bits that I liked about Attack of the Clones is this this Jedi spy story where Obi-Wan's going to fight Jango and like off world and he's tracking the location of these darts and everything but you when you at, you think about that and you think about the music and you think about all the cool stuff and in your head that's a, that's an amazing movie and then you actually watch it and it's the execution is not not great yeah. So, like, I'm sorry, but in in ten years, I'm I'm almost certain the sequels will be regarded differently to how they're regarded now. Yeah, they'll become these sort of more culty films. We'll look at sort of how they've aged, and and the CGI is pretty good in them and everything. So I think I think we certainly will come around to how we feel about them. It'll be interesting to see when perceptions start to change and how they start to change, especially as those 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 kids now that obviously growing up with them mm. start to like come of age and well start to come of age where they have money to spend on products exactly. and then how Disney responds to that <laughs> I think um, I think it's really interesting like how we've developed on this on this part as well and we'll talk about this a little bit more later but like I think we kind of came up with the name Synop- Cynical Optimist because we were we had very strong opinions about the stuff we didn't like yeah and I think it's almost changed entirely from that concept because now I think I think the only cynicism now comes from mostly these corporations yeah. and the negative stuff that happens behind the scenes and I think we're much more optimistic now towards I think we're much more we're optimistic towards the creative side of it yeah. and the actual potential of projects which much more cynical of big corporate shenanigans mm. so really it's the, uh, the cynical anti-capitalists or <laughs> something like that <laughs> But we're not political. Not not political at all. Never have been. Never have been. You definitely can't find evidence in <laughs> almost every single episode <laughs> of some political statement of some kind. You definitely can't. <laughs> Take my word for that. As someone that's not listening back to an episode. <laughs> so, that was uh, the film. And- Is there any more film and TV you want to reflect on? That's all that's, the that's- film and TV. We've covered it all. All of it. Yeah, that's true. I don't think there. Oh, are we've any started shows. talking about A two four in the last like year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, how long has A A twenty four been around? Oh, don't ask me that. It's it's been around a while, but I, yeah, I, it's again, kind that's of... one of the the more recent things. That I I notice a lot more people talking about it. Now. I think it's because of what's happened with this sort of uh, monopolization of like Disney and, and yeah. stuff like that. I think. Where they bought all these studios, I think like the indie studios have like kind of filled the gap of like your Fox and your this that and the other. Like it's um, yeah, kind of filling those gaps. Yeah, and it's kind of I don't know. It's 
yeah, the, the accumulation of IP has been... I don't know. I don't think it's any worse than it's ever been. I think it's just a bit more brazen because obviously you get things like Space Jam 2 where everything is just kind of dropped in. Yeah. I think um, I think it's it, it's kind of a good thing because I think the, the budget of A24 and the quality has, has if, if anything, just gone up to the... Because mm. it's happening, because it's now filling boots bigger than what it used to be kind of thing, I think they've... Basically, if you wanted to go and watch an alternative film ten years ago... You'd have you'd have watched something from like Fox Searchlight or um or I don't know Paramount let's say like one of those kind of studios. yeah I mean there's there's been things like there's been obviously Film Four have made yeah, and yeah like BBC, BBC films yeah. yeah but you'd go and watch one of those and it would kind of be pretty safe right yeah now if you want to go watch an alternative film we're gonna try and catch everything everywhere all at once this weekend and like you go and watch that or something like The Northman which yeah. I know wasn't A two four but like there's those those kind of things The Lighthouse. You're just gonna go, and it's just a wild ride. I think films, films on that level have have just really shot up in quality because now you don't have to go and watch like, hey, I'm Tom Hiddleston and I'm in a period film and I'm playing Oscar Wilde. I don't know, like, it's <laughs> like that's what every like indie film inverted commas kind of used to be like ten years ago, and now I think you're just getting so much more diversity, you're getting so much weirder, wilder shit, which I yeah, think, I think is great. Yeah, I think it's really really good that the the climate has changed to allow those kind of things to exist. Mm. Uh, I think on one end of the spectrum, things are becoming almost very safe in that you're getting a lot of sequels and a lot of, you know, like making stuff into franchises that possibly didn't need to be franchises and things like that. But the flip side is that there is a lot more of this kind of experimental filmmaking, these new, these different films as well. Yeah. And I think one of the things going forward, now that, we're not going to be re- reviewing films really for this anymore. Is that I will try and go and like target films that I maybe wouldn't have gone to see. That's great. Yeah, because I feel like with limited time, I'm like, well, me we and Nick review this. Me, yeah. me and Nick are talking about this. So I have to go see this. And like, look, we've just spoken about how much we like these properties, but they they are ultimately all just this kind of autonomized machine. Like, yeah, like I, I, like they mean a lot to me, and they mean a lot to the guys listening and, and everything. But like, ultimately that it is more of a machine that they record like different directors come in and they record certain bits against a green screen and they, they the actors don't even know which film that is going to appear in because yeah. they were just against a green screen for like half a day or whatever so they're like oh we're going to drop this in the post credits of Spider-Man 4 or whatever and then they're just like oh okay right they it like and they like they can bring in all the directors and, and stuff they want but like ultimately sorry but yes they are they are more like m- Autonomized than than the sort of indie films that you might go out and see, which are very specifically storyboarded and specifically directed and specifically shot on. Yeah, it, it's more a, a content machine on yeah. some levels. Some of the bigger stuff, they're yeah. just churning out that content. Yeah, and get yes, that engagement. I'm not saying there's no creativity. I'm just saying they are way more of a production line thing. Yeah, than some others. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. It's like Cadbury, I love Cadbury, but it is made on a machine. If you like, but you so can... you, you, are you going to go and support independent chocolate? Go support <laughs> independent chocolate. <laughs> but you know what is also made on a machine? Some some series, video games. <laughs> what was that? Oh, you're bringing back the tenuous link. Bring back the tenuous link <laughs> from very old episodes yeah. where we used to. Dis- <laughs> Describe the link between the two segments <laughs> before we had music. Yeah, and we're gonna. Yeah, it's 
Well, some things haven't changed much at all. You could say the company that never changes is Nintendo. Mm. When we first started this, we were in the middle of the Wii U's life. Wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the 3DS, which wow. you had a 3DS very briefly. I had a 2DS. Yeah. <laughs> which was just like a doorstop looking thing just like it was the most baffling thing that the 2DS intended for children that can't use the 3D because of the age restrictions was the only one that can fold in half and probably look like it would snap in half <laughs> but anyway so when we were coming up with this 2015 uh, I think this was the year Shovel Knight came out mm. obviously that's a, a major that's a major indie game that's almost become the de facto indie game for like, especially those retro pixel platforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of, well, I think we've again one of those things where I was kind of reflecting the other day, and I was like, has the gaming news that we've covered just become industry bollocks, basically? <laughs> and I think there always has been an element of that because there's outside of certain times of year, there's not huge amounts of gaming trailers. There's not, it's not. Oh yeah, this is this not starring anyone. You can maybe talk about the studio that's developing it and what they've developed in the past but a lot of it is the stuff that goes on behind the scenes yeah and for nintendo they've obviously i think it was in the last seven years that uh satoru Iwata passed away who was the president of nintendo uh he was he led them through some like difficult times and things like that reggie fils may uh retired from nintendo who was the head of nintendo of america for a long time so there's been some changing of the guard i think their new leadership is not quite as prominent because it got to the point where, like, Reggie, uh, Iwata, and, well, Miyamoto still does tons of stuff. But they were almost in every single, like, presentation and things like that. And I don't really know any head of a gaming company that was so well known as Nintendo's heads. Yeah. They had an entire E3 where they had puppets made <laughs> of themselves. because most of the other sharks who run these companies don't want to be seen in the public eye. Well, that's the thing, is then you've got, you know, your Bobby Kotick's and stuff like that, who's the head of Activision Blizzard, who just makes millions and millions of pounds a year, has lots of various allegations against him, and clearly is just a high-powered executive. You can you can tell they've usually been bought in from some other industry, which has been high growth in the past, and their whole thing is just, let's get the line to go up, let's yeah. get that value up, guys. Cha-ching, <laughs> cha-ching. Uh, there are still yearly Call of Duty games. We we've reached the end of FIFA. What? You know, uh, EA is not making FIFA games anymore. Did you tell me this? Have we have we talked about this? I don't know. Oh. But they've broke. Oh, I said they were looking to break off their deal. I think ah. they've now broken their deal off. So EA are going to make a football game without FIFA, wow. and I think FIFA are going to seek a new developer to make FIFA games. Competitors. So that might actually be something interesting in the football game space because in one of our early episodes I do remember we <laughs> talked about the corruption in FIFA because this was all that stuff with Seth Blatter taking bribes right okay yeah and I think it had impacted games some way so oh. we did talk about it I thought you were going to mention I think in our early episodes as well you we make some sort of satirical comments like when you announce in your gaming section that there's a new FIFA game coming and we have a chuckle about it because of course there is of course there is like <laughs> I think as well in all our E3 episodes we're like, and then EA spent like ten minutes showing off the latest FIFA. What was the point of that kind of thing? <laughs> it, it was always going to come out, and like your a lot of your crowd that play FIFA every year probably aren't tuning into E3. Yeah, I don't, I don't get what you get differently every year, but sure. Yeah, so some stuff hasn't changed. What has kind of changed is I think uh, 2015. You're still getting yearly Assassin's Creed, which doesn't happen anymore. 
This was like oh, really. This is wow. right at the end of yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. Because that was nuts. when the kind of yearly model kind of broke. Yeah. Uh, with the French Revolution one. Yes. With all that that image going around <laughs> of just the floating eyeballs. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, 2015. What a wild ride. So that's changed a lot over the time. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit more difficult to kind of go into individual properties because some of them have had a lot of updates. Like we say, there's a lot. Some of them have had yearly updates every you know every year. Uh, Funny that. There's been other series like this was pre this is pre Nintendo Switch. So since then we've had what Mario Odyssey, we've had Breath of the Wild, we've had a ton of new. This was only one year after Smash for Wii U came out, and now we've had Smash Ultimate, which is just this mega production with all these side characters in that you would have not thought would be in Smash. So in terms of actual games, they kind of continue being games. Games are games at the end of the day. <laughs> What has changed is things such as like the the metaverse and the free to play and mm. one of our most prominent um I don't want to call it a seasonal arc, but it was a <laughs> it was a prominent story in our second or third series about the release of Battlefront Two mm. and the loot box craze. Yeah, yeah, that was a we huge we've thing. gone like in terms of that kind of bollocks we're still right in the thick of it really <laughs> it's gone from microtransactions to loot boxes and now well hopefully not too many nfts because all those projects have failed <laughs> so unfortunately kind of when we say corporate nonsense this is kind of what we mean is a lot of the gaming new stuff yeah uh, but there has been a lot of successes as well like i say shovel knight hollow knight been uh hat and time we talked about in one of our episodes ukulele uh whilst i think the game is kind of middle of the road it's a great thing that the this independent british developer has been able to set up on their own yeah. i know that they're working on ukulele 2 mm. or i guess two ukulele if they're gonna make <laughs> a they're gonna do the banjo kazooie thing and call it banjo tui how how is your how is your experience with games and the games industry changed since 2015? I'm still on my PlayStation 4. Still haven't upgraded that. I briefly tried a Wii U, uh, not a Wii U, a, a Switch, Switch, but you uh, broke that. It, it broke. <laughs> and I I don't trust big companies based on all the news stories you've said over over these last few years. Yeah, I think that certain companies definitely have gone down in my estimation. Mm. I think certain companies were already like I never really thought much of Activision Blizzard, and they've We've stayed had, being bad. I but think, like Ubisoft, I think has gone down probably the most. Leaks is a pretty. I don't know if this is well. I mean, it's obviously not a new thing, but I think leaks is like a big staple of the last seven years as well. I think and and people on social media, the developers and stuff, are able to get stuff out a lot more. Yeah, I think anonymously. So I think we're hearing more about it. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot more whistleblowers and a lot more people bringing attention to these things. Exactly. Uh, both at prominent levels, such as we talked about uh, Yuji Naka in yeah. our uh, in what podcast ninety eight, and what happened with Balan Wonderworld, and also just from like contractors talking out a lot more. Yeah. Because there's always been an issue with contractors in the game industry being treated badly. Like after a project is done, they get just laid off by whichever company it is yeah. and now we've reached the point like there was that Studio Raven software that subsidiary of Activision Blizzard where they unionised hmm. and then in response Activision Blizzard made all of, a bunch of their QA people into full employees and gave them all pay rises so yeah we're not, we never talk about politics here 
but we're very pro union. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that discussion in the games industry, especially, has been very welcome. It's been a long time coming. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> So, one of the things we thought would be fun to do for this final episode would be to look back at the most long-running segment that we've had on the show that hasn't been, obviously, the new segment or the discussion segment, which is our little sub-segment, which is weird-slash-cool product of the week, <laughs> which I was looking back, and I was surprised. I didn't realise it started so early. The earliest mention I can find is in... I didn't go back and obviously listen. I just went through my notes. Mm doing keyword searches and the earliest mention I can find is episode 29 so it's been pretty much in the show from near the beginning wow yeah I thought it was way more recent edition yeah which is why we've ended up with a long long list here so what I thought would be fun today is we've shortlisted a top 8 weird products of the week weird and or and or cool I think the top 8 are all weird okay we can do some honourable mentions of some of the cool stuff okay but yeah, we were going to go through and give the award. I know we've said that award shows are rubbish, but it's not <laughs> as if this is a serious award, is it? We're going to give out the award for the Cynical Optimist's weirdest product of the Synopt. So remind us of some of the top eight. So let's let's run through the top eight. So the the first entry into the top eight is the one... Top eight is... Why top eight? That has never been done. I was going in to, any award. I was going to potentially do it as a um, round robin. Uh, so it was going to be like this one versus this one. Right. We could still do that. No. 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 I feel like that would be complicated. That's why I stopped halfway through organising it. Oh, okay. We could get the whiteboard out. The whiteboard's got other important stuff written on it. We could scribble that out. You wouldn't dare. Phil, <laughs> <laughs> so, carry on. So the first one is the one that introduced the segment. Ah. Uh, it is the first ever weird product of the week. And it was the Mega Man cookie jar that kind of looks like an urn. <laughs> and we were going through as we were, Nick and I were discussing before we started recording. And it still just looks like an urn. It, it looks like Me- yeah. Mega Man died and they just like <laughs> got him on the mantelpiece. <laughs> but it's a cookie jar. Our, yeah, it's a memorable one. Soon as as soon as I saw it on that list, I was like, "Yes, I do remember that." I think the 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 things that make a good weird product of the week is memorable. I don't want it, but I kind of do. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and it's like and too expensive normally as well. Yeah, and it's why did somebody make this? <laughs> I've realised one that isn't here that I can't remember where it would be. So I don't know. Okay, here's the top nine, everyone. Here's the top nine. I'll go into the one that I've, is apparently missing from my list. Yes. The the games console in the shape of the Capcom logo. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> that was definitely a weird product. I don't know why it hasn't come up, so I've probably not pulled them all up over yeah. the years. Yeah, I love that one. That one was way too expensive, so impractical, but it, also kind of cool. <laughs> it was very clearly designed by somebody who thought, no one's going to play games on this, but what <laughs> they will do is they'll have it on their shelves in the background whilst they stream. Yes. And it's our logo it's just the most brazen advertisement for us (laughs) that you can get yeah I absolutely love that one yeah me too that's that's a really strong contender next up on our top weird products 
is the Sega Saturn scales. Mm. So the weighing scales that were designed to look like a Sega Saturn. <laughs> For all those people that have always wanted just to stand on their games consoles. Oh, are they, they're not kitchen scales. Are they like full-size scales? They're like full-person scales. Wow. No, no good. <laughs> but then, like, why? why? <laughs> if you've got a really like gaming-themed bathroom... Is the only sort of potential logic I could I could put. Yes, I need I need the Sega Saturn scales because it goes perfectly with my Sonic the Hedgehog shower curtain. <laughs> <laughs> my Echo the Dolphin toilet seat cover. <laughs> yeah, just like a real gamer themed thing. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was our third weird product. Uh, do you remember the Puma gaming socks? I mean, I didn't until you just showed me them then. Yeah, um, which, which again, I. It, the fact that I didn't remember it was maybe a little bit of a, a telltale sign here, but also when you did show me it, I, I thought that's pretty funky. Yeah, the socks for gamers, for esports players, mm. uh, just in case <laughs> for when you're sat down at the computer. So what are they, are they like? Are they perforated or whatever so they can last like many days on end without having to change them? Changed. <laughs> yeah, if you're a marathon. <laughs> yeah. If you just see if the competition is how long you can play League of Legends, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's just one of those weird sponsorship things, wasn't it? Yeah. Like I don't know, it was just funny to me that there was like exclusive. It's like if they came out of like esports e underwear. Well, it's kind of trying to. It's just this continuing attempt to kind of justify esports as like sport, basically. Which... I mean, I think there is a, there is a sport element to it in the fact that it's competitive, and that a lot of people will log in and watch it. Mm. Uh, but I think it's weird, obviously, can the fact that it's not a physical sport. No. So having <laughs> socks is, you know, I can understand having maybe your matching kits and stuff for the team games. Mm. But like, where where are you running? Why? Why? <laughs> yeah. You can play barefoot. That's fine. <laughs> You're at your computer. It's safe. Moving on to uh, Millennial Monopoly. This one's the worst. This one might be the worst weird product of the week. <laughs> just from a fact that it was so, so condescending. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember it being that you couldn't own property because millennials are never going to own property anyway. What the fuck? Like, gee, piss off. Yeah. I remember. I think it definitely was one of those things where it was designed more to be a news story than it was to actually probably be played. Well, why, don't we, why don't we fucking invent Boomer Monopoly and everyone just owns the house from the offset? <laughs> Boomer Monopoly, the price of all the properties are really low, <laughs> and then you just make passive income by renting them out. <laughs> you make even more passive income the less you want to upkeep your houses and hotels. Yeah, no, that one, that one can, that one can fuck right off. But what about Assassin's Creed Mister Men books? I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> You're back on board. I'm back on board. <laughs> this one, this one is all the criteria. It's like, yeah, it's memorable. It's pointless yet kind of want it. It's it's probably I don't know how much they are, but probably quite expensive. Yeah, I just like all the I like all the juxtaposition of this one. I think this this one goes right really high up for me. It's kids books with a series of game characters that are all from R rated games. I love it. Yeah. Top I tier. I thought it was an interesting little crossover thing. Mm. And I think Mr. Men have done a few of those over the years since. I don't know if the Doctor Who ones were first. Well, I mean, the Doctor Who ones are kind of appropriate, you know? like yeah. I think these were better because it's kind of not... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're not going <laughs> to sit down with your child and read like, oh, and then Mr. Altair 
killed that man <laughs> through the throat with his hidden blade. Yeah. No. Strawberry licorice came pouring out of Mr. Happy's throat. <laughs> top tier weird product of the week. Yeah. You know, talking about top tier stuff. What about a pro- weird product of the week based on a top tier meme? <laughs> yes, please. This one, we're getting into recent stuff now. These last three entries are from recent episodes. But the first one <laughs> is the free online steamed hams game. Mm. Which you started playing just whilst we were recording <laughs> the episode. I did. This doesn't quite make it up there for me, personally. Because I, I had a little play... I mean, I think it's a really fun, little, neat project. But the it's not quite the point-and-click game that you can send in wild directions. It is, it's... You're always, just following the script. It always reverts you back to the the same the same narrative, which you know what it's a fun fun little indie game, but also it's free, so I think that kind of discounts it from. So you you wanted to be able to go in all kinds of different directions, yeah, like a kind of multiverse of hamness. Yes, <laughs> I wanted it to cost. I wanted it to be this weird indie project that costs a hundred pounds. You can only buy it illegally by PayPaling the guy who developed it, and I want it to be wild point and click adventure. And then it might have qualified up higher for me. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But you know what? I know you're immediately going to say you don't want. Mm. Is our next entry. Mm. Which is the furry Xbox controllers created to promote the Sonic 2 movie. This is a really strong one. This one is a great example of a weird product because of why. (laughs) Why would you make this? I'm looking up how much... They're available because I still. Were, I know the reason we saw them was because they were in a competition. So oh. I wonder if they are available for individual retail purchase. But yes, this is two a red and a blue furry Xbox controller based on Sonic and Knuckles from the most <laughs> recent Sonic movie. They look like they're going to get disgusting real quick because, especially if you're you know it's kids playing with them, kids are typically. <laughs> playing games with messy fingers. They are grubby little shits, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> and these just seem like, I don't know, there's just a million ways I can see furry Xbox controllers going wrong, which is why I think they, they make a good weird product of the week. Well, but Phil, I just don't want them. Well, Phil, you can't have them. They're not for sale, but you had to have entered a, a sweepstakes to be able to win them with, with the console. So I Damn. Don't, So I don't know... So they're going to be collectors, I <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe if they ever appear on eBay for several thousand pounds, I would, I would probably give it to this. But I don't think it quite counts. I thought you were going to say that you would buy them, and I was going to be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> the only thing worse than furry Xbox controllers is second-hand furry Xbox controllers. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Like new, no, they're not. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think this would have won for me, but I don't know if I can give it because it's a one-off. Yeah, if it no. was, for, if it was, even if it was for limited release, I think it would have swept this, yeah. swept it up like a furry controller, like a furry controller sweeps up dust. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so gross. Would you put it in the washing machine? <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's nice and clean now, but yeah. it just doesn't work. <laughs> I can't use it to play games anymore. Yuck. Yucky, yucky, yuck. Good contender. Uh, and then our final contender of our top nine is from 98, from the last uh, from the last episode where we did news. Mm. 
which is our Cuphead hot sauce. Oof. So it's not the only Cuphead weird product of the week we've had. We also had that Cuphead dice game. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think hot sauce, considering it's not really a prominent feature in the <laughs> Cuphead game or any of its, from what I've seen, the TV show mm. or the comic book, uh, I think this one gets up there because of just the bizarreness of it. It's random. Yeah. It's random. It's But it looks delicious. Yeah, it looks well, you really were saying good. that like you would you were tempted to actually get it. I'm tempted, yeah. Yeah, I think it might. Yeah, it's still be available if you want. Oh, right, man, yeah. I might get on that. Yeah. Um, so I because there's actually the possibility of me getting those. I don't think that can win either. Because I think weird product of the week is an important qualifier. Is I don't want it, but I kind of do. But I'm not going to get it. <laughs> yeah. And the important bit is I'm not going to get it. Yeah. Uh, so those are our top nine. Uh, if we've missed any of the big ones, please hit us up at Hollow Projectors on Twitter, <laughs> letting us know your favourite of our weird product of the weeks. Mm. Uh, but from the top nine, who are you going to give your 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 rose to? <laughs> because you just described it to me, I think I'm actually going to have to give it to the furry controllers. <laughs> because I just really like to imagine in five years' time on eBay... Just some really dirty, crummy, sweaty, furry, bloody, <laughs> molting controllers <laughs> with loads of weird, like, like dots from where the hair has fallen out in them. And I really like to imagine that. I just, I just like to imagine that the person has been so brazen as to list it as like new. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know I said I might have to discount it because it's because it's a one-off, but. I think it is the weirdest product. So difficult for me because I went into this thinking that it was going to be. A, I was just going to probably give it to the Mega Man Cookie Jar, being the mm. original, and also it is the original. It's memorable. It's so so immediate. It's so simply simple. <laughs> it just does not look right. <laughs> if it, you if anyone had that in their house, and because it's because it is available, if anyone like just had it in their house, someone's going to comment on it. Someone's going to say. Oh, who, who's that? <laughs> Who'd you lose? <laughs> like your Roomba? Yeah, it's no. definitely a robot. Yeah. <laughs> no, would you like a digestive? Ah, uh, yeah. I think it's. Uh, I think it's just the mental image of somebody trying to use a furry Sonic controller. I think. I think I've got it. I think my my runner-up is the Mega Man Cookie Jar. I think I'd be inclined to say the same. Yeah. So our our. Do we want to pick a third? Do we want to do you like top three? All right. Uh, it is for me. Oh, oh, it's the cap. It's the Capcom. The Capcom. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the Capcom logo games console. Yeah, yeah, I think that's third. Well, well done. Yeah. to all who competed. Please, long live you. Continue to make weird products. We might occasionally retweet them if they if they're released. We. I do love a weird product. Yeah. That's the thing. It's not even some of these aren't even really to do with gaming news. I just love a weird product. Yeah. If if you've ha if you own all of these, get in touch with us. We'd love to for you to send them to us. Yeah. Except the furry controllers. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I got the the cookie jar though, I'd have to have like a painted portrait of Mega Man behind it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As if it's just like an <laughs> honoring his memory. <laughs> Uh, but these aren't. This isn't the only like mini segment we've done over the years. I also wanted to use this kind of opportunity to highlight some of the rare, the, the more shorter lived segments that mm. didn't didn't quite take on like looking mm. at weird products. Mm. 
so do you remember Don't At Me? I do. I I created it was your I- Don't At Me. Your yeah. idea, wasn't it? This was an opportunity for to, for me to start just ranting, for us to start ranting about um, things that we just like, even though we shouldn't. So I can't remember any of the previous ones I spoke about. Or it's or it's just it's not necessarily the ones you like that people don't. It's, it can be the other way around. It's just your con- controversial opinion, just an, an, a safe space to 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 defend or rant about yeah. something. Like I I can't think of any examples, but like I, I've always had quite a soft spot for that first Transformers, for instance. Like I know it's crap, and I know it's really sexist, and I know this, that, and the other. But like just one of those films where you just one of your problematic faves yeah you just get a bit of a buzz from and yeah so that that was that that was the entire conception of that and basically we just ran out slash couldn't be bothered i don't yeah i just don't think we had quite as many controversial opinions as we thought we did no and i think just because we were trying to do it where it's like alternating every week i think it would probably would maybe last longer if we did it more selectively like Mm. when we actually felt like we're like oh i need to but it didn't stop us from ranting about stuff anyway, did it? Really? Exactly. I think there was it wasn't much point breaking it into a separate section, to be honest, as well. Yeah, we've had so many times where we broke into it, random asides where we're like, it can just, I just say for a moment, and then gone off on some wild tangent? Because it just comes up anyway, doesn't it? When we're talking about like every single fucking week of doing this podcast, we get into the book of Boba Fett. Because <laughs> yeah. I just always have beef with it, you know? It's just... That things just kind of come up. The beef gone. of Boba Fett. The beef, of, the beef to <laughs> Boba Fett, exactly. And the other one, I think we've had many. I think we've had segments that have literally lasted one episode, nice. which I haven't. I don't. I didn't really find much. <laughs> the uh, the only other one that we had was be- during our lockdown season because we did our entire hashtag stay at home yes run where our topic each week was a different streaming show, yeah. which I think was a good way to make the the best of a bad situation really. Because that was, like, out of... Obviously, we can talk about the production uh, in the next segment. But I think that spread of episodes was probably one of the only times I was like, we could just keep going. We're in lockdown. We could I, just... was, I was furloughed. Do you remember that word? Yeah. That, and so that was... that was Yeah, doing the pod was actually, like, one of the, the small, little, regular things I had going on during that first lockdown as well. So, yeah, it was... Um... It did... It was a bit, like, in the intros and stuff, it was like, so have you been just, like, the same? Yeah, uh, but then that was discussing with a lot of people, wasn't it? During yeah. that, it was like, so what you been up to? Nothing. I went for my one allocated walk. <laughs> yeah, um, I I still find it very funny that like when I was told I could only only do one walk a day, I made sure I'd do it. Yeah. Now I I can go and walk whenever I want, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think so many people are like that. Maybe they should have kept that up, just being like, you have to go for your one walk every day, everyone. Your, your one mandated I'll walk. Be like, okay. <laughs> Well, no, I think it's because they were like, you can only do one. You're like, no, you know, I fine, I'll do it. Yeah. Because I can only do one. And now they're like, do as much as you want. I'm like, nah. Yeah. Nah. Plus, at the time of telling us we can go on our one allocation walk, they were getting pissed up in big parties. So. Yes. Yes, that's very true. We're not political. But the, the mini segment that we started was the good news outro. I like this one. This one, um, yeah, I thought this was, again, it was a good way of telling the podcast and something positive whilst we were both you know, I was living by myself and you were obviously mm. furloughed. But we always chose, we always kept one really good news story aside mm. and we covered it right at the end as just a way to cap off the episode with something really positive. Yeah, exactly. And it's not as if we didn't kill it off either, that section. We just kind of... It was during the run of that, that Stay Home series, which, yeah, I think it it was just like that. 
a little bit of a boost for, at the end of the episode. So yeah, I think I think that was a good little section that we had. Yeah. So let us know what your favourite word product of is. What what is your favourite segment that we've done? Did we forget years? some? Inevitably, yes. We probably, yeah. probably came up with an idea that we did for one episode and then scrapped it again. And it's probably like amazing. And like we were, we probably said at the time, "Oh yeah, we'll pick this up again." And then we just didn't. We're very good at that. <laughs> I always, um, I always kind of wanted to do a section where we kind of talked about like just the, the other stuff we've been watching in the in the week or, or right they're like, like now like what we're streaming yeah exactly yeah. but then i i listened to some other podcasts as well including um the weekly planet which is a great podcast um but they do just a section called what we reading what we're going to read towards the end and i'm like we can't if i just took that it's just it's too, it's just treading too closely to i know it's really broad yeah. to just have a section of a podcast yeah i don't think you can have like a copyright as well on like no i know but what have you watched I or know, read i know but you know i just felt cheeky about ever like trying to sort of slip that in so we that was one we avoided but i think we we would occasion when when we do a new story or whatever about star wars we maybe put in an as, a, as an aside we'd yeah. be like did you see the latest episode of yeah, A, B, C, etc. Um, yeah, I think we've definitely when it's been like a prominent show that we've been watching week on week, we definitely talked about it anyway. Hmm. It, but it just wasn't a defined segment. Yes, exactly. So that was that was one that was uh, considered, but never never made the cut. You're learning all the behind the scenes stuff. How the sausage is made. <laughs> <laughs> so the cynical optimists. Woo! <laughs> Someone just cheered outside. <laughs> yeah. Do it again. The cynical optimists. I'll shut that. <laughs> oh yeah, you can have one of those Ooh. later. Mum made those. You're already eyeing up my biscuits. That was a staple of Synopt back in. Remember, you used to have a drawer, and like, we were sitting like hit like this. Except I think I was had a snack side, drawer, and I'd be like, "Crisps." Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I had that. I had a tard, little Tardis thing that also. You knew where I kept my snacks, <laughs> and you would just show up. And before we'd even like caught up or anything, you'd literally be walking around the edges of the room, like looking in all my like hidey holes, <laughs> being like, "What have you got? What have you got for me?" Oh my god, yeah, that's terrible. Come on, you got to pay the piper. <laughs> Jeez, my student days. Obviously, I wasn't as well off as I thought. <laughs> Jeez, scavenging around for biscuits. <laughs> to be fair, you you drove to me every week. That's true. Like, which was good. Yeah. Uh, are we keeping this bit in? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Another segment was Nick raids Phil's snack drawer. Well, this segment is on the production of the podcast, yeah. and obviously, uh, making sure the hosts are well fed in the green room is all <laughs> part of it. <laughs> But yeah, the first two seasons, I think we exclusively filmed in person. Yeah, recorded in person. Well, we lived mostly close to each other for. A, all yeah, the time. first one we were because uh, we were both back home for the summer, and then the second one we both weren't back home for the summer, but we still lived nearby. Yeah. So you used to drive around for the most part for the second year. You just drove around. We would record a podcast. About twenty minutes door to door, wasn't it? Or and then we did one or two episodes of the game we were playing at the time, which was Star Wars: The Clone Wars: Republic Heroes. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, that's the highlight. If we're talking about highlights for the other channel, I think the Clone Wars: Republic Heroes was was up there for me. Yeah, I think that was just that summer as well. That that was twenty sixteen. 
Ah, the summer of 2016. Yeah, the summer of 2016. 40 degrees the whole year. <laughs> God, that sounds awful. <laughs> but no, that's... that's but we some... lived in an ice cube, so it was fine. Yeah, I lived in an we ice cube. We lived together in an, in an ice cube during the summer of 2016. My uni room it was an ice cube. But it didn't so... melt either. It was, it was bliss. But yeah, during that summer, I had, what, like a daily... I was doing like a daily let's play with one of my housemates. <laughs> we were doing a weekly one. We were also doing Synops. Mm. Me and Vicky were doing something or other as well. I was just editing stuff like, pretty much 24-7. This is why we're wrapping it up. It takes time. <laughs> yeah. It takes real time. Yeah. I mean, if we yeah, if we just say, like, it's not... Um, I think there's definitely, pro- there's definitely projects that take more time. Mm. I think the, when this podcast was seasonal in quotes when we just did it for a couple of weeks in like the winter and in the summer it was a bit easier to manage because you're like oh for these six for these six to eight weeks we're going to be making the podcast so therefore i know to keep my week a bit lighter Mm. because i'm going to be having to do the research and then do the edit i think i found this kind of bi-weekly thing a little bit easier in in my scheduling I, f- I think it's 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 got both of like their benefits yeah. and their negatives because I do like having a thing having a show that is like all year round. Yeah. But I do also think like I don't know for whatever reason they seem to still come around just as frequently even though they're every two weeks as when they're every one week. Mm. And I think there was a little bit and I've got some like different little anecdotal bits on this and like when they were defined in quote seasons. There were little production changes we made in between each one. That's true. And I think that's kind of the, the ability to pause and say what went well, what didn't, mm. what we're going to change. It's probably something... But then I also think since like 2020, 2019, the show has been pretty much the same. Well, I we think have the, the rebrand. The, the, last, the last major change was the, the Hollow Projectors rebrand, yeah. which didn't really impact this No, podcast. not at the end of the day, I suppose. Yeah, It just meant, yeah, where the... We did talk about renaming this podcast. Yeah. Because it was going to be that we kept the channel called Haddo Inc. And you were suggesting it be called the Haddo Inc. Podcast. And I thought, my ego is already big enough, thank you. I don't need that. (laughs) But shall we loop back around to the beginning? Shall we start at the very beginning? What? We're just going to redo episode one? Yeah, for line, line for line. I've got the script. I've got your script here. Nice, yeah. yeah. Because this has been scripted since the beginning. Yeah. It would make sense. Hello, welcome to Cinequatmus. Um, um, I'm I'm f- I'm f- Hado Inc. Um, and I'm Men GM. <laughs> um, this uh, is a podcast where we talk about film and gaming news and TV news. Um, the MCU, um, Star Wars. Um, I mean, it hasn't changed that much. Has it? <laughs> <laughs> I no. mean, I one of the most the things that made me laugh the most. One of the things that we didn't cover in the segment earlier of an a kind of franchise that's kind of spanned the podcast is obviously Fantastic Beasts because <laughs> we we talked about that more when we did Fantastic Beasts 3 recently yeah. but in the very first episode of the show is when Eddie Redmayne gets cast and you go Eddie Redmayne's going to be in it and I go who's that <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't even know who it was <laughs> oh dear what a, what an absolute turbulent ride that has been do you, rem- do you remember the motivation or like us discussing doing a podcast uh no I think it was just because we, and regardless, and we still do this, even though we sit down and record, mm. is we would just sit down and chat for hours 
in quite a structured way. We were is the two is a very stereotypical two white guys think their opinions are great, <laughs> and they talk far too much about popular <laughs> culture. So they decided to record it and release it. It literally happened as soon as I got to to the train station here. I just came out and like we were straight into Doctor Who. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah, we, we literally were. <laughs> <laughs> we might as well just have a microphone with us when we just chat because yeah, that's 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 what this has been basically. And then you came up with the name Cynical Optimists. Did I? Yeah. What well, I mean, I don't. Yeah, because I remember but again. The meaning has changed of it. I think. In I I think because the first original show tagline in quotes. Oh, didn't know we had one. I think I only ever used it on air maybe twice, mm. which was everything looks great until it turns out to be shit. Ah, uh, yeah. Because it was that whole optimistic about things, but in reality, we know they're not going to be very good. Now it... that kind, of, that's that kind of angsty edginess. Yeah, that yeah. kind of like. Well, yeah, the trailer looks great, but let's see what it's like when it comes out, shall yeah. we? I think it's a lot more. Um, uh, I, I think it's a lot smarter now than than what it meant when we first started doing it's it. It's taken off brand new meaning over the years. Yeah, because now it's we're optimistic about the content usually, but it's just the the behind the scenes, and it's just the the negative. It's not even a cynicism. It's more like a oh, God's sake. It's yeah. more just a annoyed. Yeah. Exhaustion. Exactly, yeah. Exasperation. Yeah. Stop tweeting, JK. <laughs> Stop tweeting could be said to many, many people in the public sphere. <laughs> but then. That's yeah, our next podcast. That's our next podcast. What we just stopped tweeting. tweeting. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. So then I believe. I think the first. No, we wouldn't have recorded. We must have recorded the first one. At my parents' house in the summer of in the summer of twenty fifteen, because I remember that summer it was either at my ha- my folks' house or your folks' house mm. just before we went to uni, right? Like no, well I w- oh no, I was yeah twenty I fourteen I went to uni. Yeah, so this was your first summer and my second summer. Yeah, because my third summer I got a job at uni uh, over the summer, and you stayed at your uni during uh, that yeah, summer, yeah, yeah. which is why we were able just to keep doing yeah. it. Well, yeah, because first year you kind of only got the accommodation, didn't you? Like for throughout the term. Yeah. And then, yeah. So we were definitely back. Uh, and then we were just basically, yeah, sat around the dining room table. And some place, sometimes we were doing it in your parents' summer house. Yeah. Because the, the section segment we were listening to uh, from Doctor Who episode, which is like episode seven or something, we can hear your dogs barking in the background. My old dogs. Yeah, which is quite yes. Yeah, I mean, it's quite nostalgic, really. That was isn't like, it? yeah, that was just like the sounds that I just heard. So that, like, as as a kid, like, just in the background, really weird. Yeah, but it yeah. did get really warm in that summer house. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because my allergies would be coming in, pouring in through the doors and the windows. So we closed them all. Yeah, and then we were just you know baking. Yeah, <laughs> and we used to record. Is it? Have you? Was that the same mic? You used to have a mic where we recorded on the mic and it wasn't plugged into anything. The Zoom. Is that the Zoom? That was the Zoom. That That's that's still going. Is it? That's been reliable. That's still alive. Uh, we so, only changed it because that, it's an onboard computer or whatever. Like the ref- Yeah, it records at a different rate. Yeah. So we'd sync them up and then at the end of the episode it'd be like, how are you? Yes, I'm good. See, yeah, see you later. Goodbye, goodbye. Like, it would just like overlap. and Yeah, and, yeah. I don't, it's something to do with obviously audio is a, Record it certain hertz per second kind of thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was just wasn't equal for that mic with all the other mics, and it just created so many troubles when we weren't recording just together in one room. So I found a microphone which my partner had found 
and then I just kind of stole that <laughs> and it's it kept going throughout this entire episode except for like the last one we did which was the last one we did over Skype yeah um, well two episodes ago actually weren't we? yeah because yeah. we've it's weird we were doing the final episode but we've the final one we're recording is next weekend when yeah. we do the final quiz episode yeah but yeah I just I, when I looked at the waveform after it was just this decreasing <laughs> slide from one end to the other where the audio just kept getting quieter and quieter so I had to run it through a weird like limiter on, on my editing software it's just yeah it has given up the goose it is kaput but we don't need it anymore so it's fine I might return it to where I found it <laughs> but, like bury it like the end of Rise of Skywalker just back in the sand <laughs> what is it it's uh being hand- taken care of by top men <laughs> it's just getting like wheeled away like the Ark of the Covenant <laughs> No, I'm gonna I'm gonna bury it in the sand like like the like the Skywalker lightsaber, and then someone's gonna ask me who I am, and I'll be like Nick, Nick, cynical optimist. Yeah, so those yeah those first two when we were still in because we graduated at the same time because mm. you did a three year course but you're you were one year younger and I did a four year course. I just did mine quicker, Phil. Oh yeah. yeah. You did yours quick, so quickly. We still graduated at the same time. Exactly. Uh, so that's when we switched to doing like two half seasons. Because yes. The reason we did those first two during the summer was because we were students, and that's when our free time was. Exactly. And we decided instead we were going to put them where we thought the announcements would be, or like when there was a lot of prominent film releases as mm. well, which is the build up to Christmas. Yeah. And the build up to E three, which is how well, they... slash it was that April kind of slot, which is when like. They did like the big Avengers and stuff yeah. like that, didn't they? Yeah. So we ended up with that kind of split of like seven and eight usually. Yeah. Sometimes seven and six. Sometimes seven and seven. Sometimes seven and like three. I don't think. Yeah. No. The the shorts we ever did was six. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so that was like how we did things for a few years. It was the fourth year was when Idris uh, gave us some music that we've been using. Yeah. I think that's been brilliant. Yes. I've really enjoyed having. I don't know. It makes I don't know. It's one of those almost things where it just makes it feel like a more proper show. Yeah, it really does. When you've yeah. got like an, a theme specifically composed for it, and that's when we start splitting things up into segments as well. We joked earlier about the tenuous link because we never used to have anything between the segments. We just sat and we recorded in one block, which we're doing today pretty much. We are going to have the still have the the stingers in it, but all of them, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Every other line we're gonna go to break because he did just drop us a, just a massive file of just loads of them and it was just oh, that was that was so cool yeah thank it, you Idris shout out shout out to Idris he's he's yeah it's been really good to use his music we could not have done it without you I mean we could have but it wouldn't have been as good it wouldn't have sounded as good no you've heard some of our acapella ones <laughs> that I might just put in a line at the end of the show <laughs> put all of them in honestly all of drop, them historically drop all of them in. So yeah, and this is the first. So that's those are the earliest ones that you can find on podcast services as well, because that's when we really leaned into the podcast should just be audio, because mm. before we'd been doing YouTube for every season. Yeah, no. no I think that was more a little bit of not wanting to pay for the distribution, but I think there's a lot of free options nowadays. Definitely, yeah. Because um, we're gonna obviously have to look at how we archive this. And I think just shifting over to a free one and then forgetting about it is probably why I'm leaning. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I'm going. 
I'm going through year by year. I'm not sure if you want to dig in my thing. Or do you want me to go to some of my like stats and things like that? Please do. Yeah. Uh, I think from <clears throat> listening back to some of the early ones, we've already mentioned that for whatever reason, I thought the show was not very political at the beginning. <laughs> uh, we've and the thing is, the truth is, it's always been political throughout. It's just been in different. Here's ways. a montage of all our political it, stuff. <laughs> Now here's a montage of all our most problematic takes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think we've got too many like outrightly problematic stuff. I think it's just usually a bad joke or an angsty joke or an edgy joke that's trying to be... Yeah, yeah. or just a poorly worded thing. Yeah. I think, generally, we're much better <laughs> presenters just... At the show, obviously, we talk. We the main joke we make is that we were quite slow mm. at the beginning. I definitely know for me, the podcast ended up being like vital as a way of just being able to talk off the top of my head a lot more, which I was not able to do really. Before no, yeah, yeah, it's helped me, yeah, professionally and personally as well for that for that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Also, when we just listened to that little bit from that Doctor Who episode early on, like we were sweary boys. Well, yeah, we I swore was. a lot more. Yeah, you. D- I think I don't know. For whatever reason, when I hear old recordings of myself, I swear, I almost feel like, why are you doing that? Yeah. It just I mean, doesn't sound right. We do still, we do still, <laughs> we still swear. Do swear. And, and this has never been a podcast. This, is ne- this isn't, this has never been a clean podcast. I'll this isn't you your kid's podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, but also, yeah, I feel young us probably felt the need to swear a lot more, which, which, which is crazy when I think about it. I think it might have just been a something in online content of the time yeah. yeah I think possibly there's a lot more of that going around I think almost oh well I'll say possibly we've just the, the the creators that we follow have matured a lot yeah I think there is still a lot of that kind of immature edginess yeah. around but just typically I don't see it as much stuff I watch because I just don't really I don't seek it out so therefore I don't see it I watch way more kids shows now than I ever used to as a kid <laughs> I, I've been watching like I've been. I've started watching Young Justice. I've st- I I love watching uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender, and The Legend of Korra. I love those shows. I th- like. I I've gone back to the kind of early Doctor Who and watched those again. Like, I, I, as I think it's just so bizarre, isn't it? When you're like a teenager or whatever, you're like, I want to watch like the most hardcore. Like, have you of- seen those joke memes where it's like, as a kid, you uh, you relate to Batman. As an adult, you relate to the Joker, like, real edgy meme, and <laughs> all the joke versions of that. Right, yeah. Let me see if I can find it. Um, well, it's like, yeah, like, speaking of Batman as well, like, uh, I loved the, the... I mean, I still do like these films, but, like, I love... I was obsessed with the Nolan trilogy, and I think they're still really good films, but, like, I'd I'm, I'd be fine if we start getting, like, sillier adaptations. Like, I love the Lego Batman movie, and... I think this new Robert Pattinson one should genuinely move in the direction of like introducing Robin and stuff. Like I'm fine with the silly aspects these days, and I think you're you're so you as a teenager you're just looking for like that stuff that's more like mature content to be seen as more serious. Whereas now I'm just like ah chuck in chuck in some silly stuff. It doesn't need to be all doom and gloom like this. Connor's when you're. <laughs> <laughs> so just to read this out, it's uh, it's it's going over one of the making fun of these kind of memes. Where I mean, like, childhood is when you idolize Batman. Adulthood is when you realize cheese is really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. No, I've I I that or that original meme. Oh, go on, Shem. 
I'm not going to read that one, but it's just made me crack up. <laughs> I'm going to put the phone back down. All right. <laughs> but yes, basically, I I am in no need. I I don't feel the need to be angsty or or anything anymore. No, no. I think um that's the thing when we were saying about uh, the segments earlier about the don't at me is I don't really feel like we've got like massively controversial opinions or takes it's not that we feel like the need to follow some kind of line Mm. but I don't think even the ones that aren't the standard way that people see things I just don't think they're unreasonable to the point of like like you get some people that are just contrarians that are just like going against the grain for the sake of it. Yeah, and who shit on anything you kind of say that you like or whatever. Like yeah. there's people who will jump in and be like, "That was crap," kind of thing. Whereas, and like I probably was more like that. Early. I think I, I definitely was. Yeah. Whereas now I'm just like, you just enjoy what you want to enjoy, man. Like yeah, just, yeah. So yeah, and uh, do you remember in the the very first set of episodes are on YouTube. We used to use different music. Do you remember the first oh, the episode outros. was... Oh, no. no, for the intros. Was it for the intros? Oh, yeah. The, the first episode, yeah. which I I do deeply regret because it's so weird to put in the first episode <laughs> of your pilot. You're a kid now, you're a squid now. Yeah, the, the, the music from the Splatoon ad. <laughs> and I think even within those first 12 episodes they became incredibly standard as we went I think by the end we were, it was just a soundtrack from whatever we were talking about yeah like the Batman one I think was just a Batman theme yeah how did we get away with doing that <laughs> but well the we thing, used only tiny segments I suppose I think less than 30 seconds you're usually safe right yeah and also on YouTube it's different I know with because at the moment we are hosted on SoundCloud and they make they make a big thing of like if you they find any copyright audio or something they'll just kind of terminate your account so I've always been like no there's no there's no real benefit to using it so because I think when we first envisioned it this is going way way back I don't know how long lived this idea was whether it's something I just wrote down we didn't really talk about it (laughs) was talking about doing like ending each show of like a soundtrack of the week kind of thing but then I was like that would be a copyright nightmare (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so that's why we didn't do that. Yeah, that's that's as simple as it gets. <laughs> yeah, oh, we've lost we've lost fucking videos in the past from from YouTube, haven't we? From including content and stuff. And do you remember that Wandavision one where I had to just like, oh yeah, you kind of had to gut it. Though, I had to like you? yeah, gut it, flip it, re- decrease it into like a little TV stock image. That was a <laughs> twist night- it, bop it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a nightmare. Speaking of go well, going back to kind of the early stuff. I listened to our Star Wars discussion. We listened, me and you listened today to the Doctor Who one. I listened to our Star Wars one, <laughs> uh, and I thought it was very, very funny, because it's weird. Like there is at one point, I accidentally referred to the Force Awakens as a New Hope, which I thought was just seeing the future. A little Freudian slip there. Yeah, you also <laughs> say that you were you hope that Disney brings back Boba Fett, but quote, I hope they don't overuse him. <laughs> <laughs> and you say that you think Boba is cool because he's a background character and that he's a bad guy. Uh, that is basically my opinion of, of what they did in the book of Boba Fett. So, yeah. Like... You also said, I hope we get more Mandalorian stuff. Did I really? Yeah. In 2015? In 2015. I am a fucking prophet and a genius, everyone. <laughs> but I also... Well, I said, I hope we get a sequence where we see the destruction of Kamino cloning facility. Did you really? Yeah. Huh. So that's is really that because weird. you don't like 
the Attack of the Clones. You just wanted to see everything. In. I can't remember what the context. I only listened to this the other day. I already can't remember what the context was. Well, but I remember referencing it. Yeah. And also, you mistakenly called David Prowse Scottish. Yeah. Uh, where he's a proud Bristolian, I'll have you know. Apologies. Yeah. And yeah, I think the show has just kind of developed year on year, really. There's been like aesthetic changes, like theme songs and logos. Like mm. we. When we did the Hollow Projectors thing, we did change the logo for the last time. Mm. I, I like, I've liked all the logos. I think the original one with like the white background is a bit janky. I think is that the one we just saw a minute ago? Because yeah, I was looking at that. and I actually think that's a good looking logo. That one. Yeah, I think it's just knowing how much better the modern ones look. Yeah, that's kind of filling me with quite a bit of nostalgia. Maybe it's just nostalgia. it is nostalgia. But I like the font. It's very clean, and I like the C and the O. That's very like neat as well. Oh uh, yeah. I think I prefer that one to V two. You really? Yeah. What the um? See if it's. I like what I like what we've got now. I think it took a while for us to start referring to the show outwardly as just Synopt. Did it? I don't remember it being that much of an early thing, but right. I remember it being shorthand. Ah. Mostly because at the time we were struggling to explain what the show was to people and trying to get them to listen. Yeah. And then saying Synopt is just sounds. It doesn't really mean anything to most people. Yeah. Whereas I like that the last logo is just Synopt. Because that's roughly how we can refer to things. Yeah, uh, I'd definitely one of. It's a difficult one because obviously a show should describe what it's about, but it doesn't really anyway. It it makes sense when you listen, <laughs> but it's not like you see Cinecoptimus and you think, oh yes, they're going to be talking about the film and TV and gaming news <laughs> yeah. of the week. That's, this is one of the reasons why we discussed maybe changing it. We were like even as I think it, I even brought it up as re- most recently as the the Hollow Projectors introduction. I was like, what if we do? The Hollow Projectors podcast. I think my mind was like, well, let's get to 100 and see how we feel kind of thing. We did a Top Gear episode? Yeah, episode five. I honestly have no idea what we would have talked about. Oh, God. I think, if anything, that one's probably going to be the one with that's not aged well. Yeah, I don't really want to go and revisit that one. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I think... I don't know. I just don't really watch any of the new stuff. I've watched I've watched bits, but yeah, like, it's just the same. I don't know why we would have done. We we talk about movies, comics, well, movies, TV, superhero stuff, Star Wars, etc. I don't know why we did an episode on Top Gear, unless this is when they did leave Top Gear. Yeah, oh, it must have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it would have been. Yeah, because I mean, it's called Final Gear that episode, isn't it? So. Yeah. Which I mean, it was a show we grew up with, I guess. So we'd done like Doctor Who, we'd done Marvel, we'd done Star Wars. And I stuff think that stuff. first season was just we were just scattershotting a lot of different yeah. franchises. Yeah. Because I think we become a lot more focused as we go. Yeah, we definitely. Like we're like, let's just talk about this one thing. We would have not done an episode on, on Top Gear in our current no rendition. That's bizarre. Well, it'd be like modern day Synop doing an episode reviewing Clarkson's Farm. It just would be out of left field. Yeah, exactly. Like I still haven't seen it. Yeah. So yeah. We've we've changed it a bit over the years, but I think for the last couple of years, like we about a quarter of the show has all been in this last eighteen months of doing constant shows, yeah, which has been quite crazy to me, yeah, because I think just some it it does make it spaced out when you only do a few weeks yeah. here and there. So, what are your big memories that you have? Big memories. Shows? Your big memories. My big memories. I mean, yeah, like, as you said earlier, being in that summer house and, and, and hearing my dogs in the distance, that's pretty surreal. Yeah. Because I've lost both my dogs since then. So that was, like, it's kind of weird when I go through these, se- when you had the season orders up earlier, it's kind of like when you write down the years and stuff, and I'm like, wow, I do remember each of those periods of my life periodically, and 
it's just, that's quite surreal for me. Um, yeah. The fact that I can look at an episode on that list of yours and, and be like, oh, that's when this was happening in my life, kind of thing, and like this. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been a consistent, and the fact that we went through COVID as well kind of adds to that. Yeah. Like I can separate entire chunks of my life just by like which season we were recording at the time. Well. It came up on Facebook the other day, the memory of me putting in my dissertation, which wow, was yeah. five years ago. Yeah. And even that, I was like, oh my God, like, uh, you know, seven years ago, as we were saying, since then, I've moved moved cities twice, you know, I've learned to drive. Yeah. Tons of stuff has happened. So it is, it is crazy when you think of a show going for that long. Yeah. I think... Um... And it is still funny that despite that, there were points during that discussion where we were saying the exact same thing yeah. about Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something would some come things up. massively change, some things just don't. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think we've just um yeah, we've just developed our, our, our way of talking, I think, since then as well. Um yes. which is which has probably been yeah, that's probably been the highlight for me. A I look at I look at things both critically but also Softly, because I, I understand that not not everything is everyone's cup of tea, or so that is my cup of tea won't be everyone else's. So yeah, yeah, I think I think we've both sort of matured and 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 yeah, being able to sort of represent our own views better throughout this podcast. So that's yes. that's, that's probably fast to pick a highlight. Yeah, so. I I think definitely I probably some of the things I've been able to do, you know, personally and professionally. Hmm have no doubt been linked to the fact that I had this kind of set practice of talking about something that I'm at least semi-familiar with on a frequent basis, which helps my ability to improvise, to be able to work out stuff on the spot, to be able to work on my humour on the spot. Like my, I think I'm probably, I've probably got a quicker wit now than I did back then because I'm a lot faster on my feet. Mm. Very much, I think, before this show, and we've all had it when somebody when something happens, and later you think of the should right have spot. said that yeah. should have said that. Yeah. I think I'm a lot better actually thinking of those things in the moment now. <laughs> yeah, for better or for worse. <laughs> but like professionally, like you know, I don't do it often, but I'm not a bad public speaker, and I think part of that comes from the fact that I've got so much practice just sitting here talking off the top of my head. I feel a bit more confident. I always, I've always had more notes probably than you have doing this show, but the amount that I now have the ability to look at a page of notes and just kind of wing it whereas I used to get real tripped over my words otherwise mm. if I didn't I'd either have to put bullet points and riff or I'd have to write a script and follow it word for word because I'd get so tripped up <laughs> if I didn't yeah. and I think that kind of thing that kind of way of doing things has helped a lot yeah but mostly it's just been just been fun it has been fun and yeah. it's, you know, it's been a nice bit of structure but yeah as as we said it's it's just got to that point where like it it is time consuming and yeah um... yeah I think we think oh you know because if we record uh, at the beginning of a Sunday afternoon that's then like the rest of my Sunday for the most part is editing writing up the show notes uploading uh, getting all the tweets ready Mm. and there is a part of me that thinks like if I spent all that time like writing something how much could I write as much as I love I love doing the production bit I love sitting on the microphone like we're doing now and shooting the shit and chatting but then you've got the the pre-production stuff that needs to happen yeah. and then the post-production stuff that needs to happen yeah which does mean that it ends up taking up a bit more time especially since we're not like full-time content creators but i wouldn't trade it i wouldn't trade it for the world I wouldn't trade it for the world think you know it's been brilliant i think it really has yeah yeah 
I would not have 100 episodes of a podcast called The Cynical Optimist with anyone else. Oh, Nick. thanks, mate. Speaking of podcasts and things, well, if you were to do another podcast mm. in the future, what would you cover? Strip away the film, TV, <laughs> and the gaming. <laughs> <laughs> when you just went strip away uh, and it's a stripping podcast and, and just make snide comments about the government <laughs> the cynical cynics yes <laughs> no I, I don't know I, I, it's not something I, I've thought about um, because as, I, as we've just been doing this for seven years so like if, if something if an idea popped into my head I'm, I might do one but it would have to be something I can do with not eating too much into my time. It would have to be when I've got a little bit more time. I, I don't know. If if the right idea came along and if, if there's a subject, I'd probably go a little bit more specific rather than covering the sort of broad range that we do at the moment. Yeah. Because, because like, as we were just saying back then, we've got an episode randomly on like Top Gear and stuff like that. Like, I think I'd probably go into something specific. Like, we, we, we it's almost a running joke, but we are almost a Star Wars podcast, aren't we? Yeah, we're called the Hollow Projectors, which is derived from a Star Warsy sort of prop name thing. So, I mean, yeah, it would have to. It would probably be something specifically targeted to Star Wars or or, or any other subject that just kind of happened to to yeah. be of interest to me. But yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't really put much thought to it. What about you? Uh, I'm in no rush to do anything. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to take a break from it for a while. Obviously, yeah. uh, it's not really a podcast because it's got a visual component but obviously I work on big nostalgia with Vicky yeah. but then that's that's seasonal and that's only every now and again yeah. and that's talking about video games but I think the kind of podcast that I've heard other people where I've listened to other people's and thought no this sounds like it could just be a bit more light fun mm. is the kind of thing of like doing like a rewatch or a watch through okay, podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's just you watch a certain number of episodes each week make a couple of light notes and then you just sit and you shoot the shit on it I have yeah. no idea what that you know it'd have to be the right project for that because you'd have to be you know you'd have to commit to that for a while yeah I've seen loads of those like they do for like the office or uh, community and also stuff like, like yeah well it depends because a lot of those have been taken over by the actual cast of yeah it, that's know, true like an official podcast inverted commas yeah yeah whereas I feel like the days of like random people just watching through shows is maybe it's more of an outdated thing now I don't think I think it's just got to be kind of niche enough and interesting enough like I think there's one called um, uh, Prime Mates um, which is uh, they go through and review anything that's got like monkeys or primates or like anything that's got sim- symbions yeah in it like they'll just they'll just review it so it's like very tenuously connected but like mm. it's kind of got a bit of a niche yeah um, that they found if just anything with apes in it basically so <laughs> Yeah, and you don't always expect what film or show it's going to be because sometimes they'll just be like an ape in the background of a particular shot or something, and they'll just have to re- review it as part of this podcast just because. Yeah, well, um, I think yeah, having some kind of quirky hook is yeah. I think necessary nowadays. Yeah, but also when I think of things like I think of how like streaming last year, I haven't really been able to stream much since. But that got me to finally play through Knights of the Old Republic because I was doing it on kind of like a schedule like yeah. for a stream. You can watch all of that on our stream archive. But where they're doing something like a book club kind of thing mm. and you could have like a different guest for each book or like two of you plus you have a guest for each book. Mm. Just because it get me to read more books. <laughs> yeah. Like almost I kind of... Projects end up in 
linked to like my personal development goals, which I think is good. But whether it makes the most marketable podcast at the end is to be questioned. Oh, I don't know. There's quite, there's quite a few like that, I suppose, isn't there? So. Uh, but to be honest, I'm not really looking to rush into anything like that. I think I've enjoyed doing. I like the format of doing shows, as it were, like sitting on to big nostalgia. We did not my Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> but I think I don't know what I'll do in the future might just uh, like I say the whole reason we are well one of the reasons we're stepping away is to give more time to work on other things yeah. so for the time being want to work on other things but never say never and you've got especially if we can get a sponsor sponsor me and I'll talk about whatever you like <laughs> and if you're missing and an, us and an editor you get me an editor and a sponsor, I will do any podcast. <laughs> if I can just show up, yeah. crack-wise. <laughs> and a researcher. Those are my three terms. <laughs> a researcher, a producer, <laughs> and somebody who can impersonate me for when I'm too tired to do it. Phil, we have a producer. Oh, yeah. His name is Phil, and he's been here since episode one. We've only ever started acknowledging him in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's not really stuff and I'm, yeah, not really thinking that far ahead. Never again. Jesus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, jeez. But there's like, if, you, if you're missing us, there's about 150 hours of, of, of this podcast. You can go back. 130 hours. You actually worked it out. I sent it to you. Well, and you just, you just sent me like a little thumbs up and you're like, well, that's something. I rounded up. Except don't listen to the early episodes because they're probably bad. <laughs> I think that's the, the one thing about uh, a future project is I would possibly do one where a new listener could start at number one. Hmm. And with just a news podcast, the problem is after a few weeks it's out of date. Hmm. So unless it, you were doing it literally all the time, all year round, you would just really start building that momentum... I think it's a tough one to break through on anyway. It is kind of fun to go back and as you said about the Eddie Redmayne story, it's quite fun to kind of listen to like... It's like a slice of time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, our, our hopes and dreams for for Fantastic Beasts. I don't think we went that far. <laughs> well, yeah. But, yeah. So I think there's a lot to be thought about. I think one of the big changes in podcasting, I don't know if you would agree, is that it's become a lot more celebrity since we've been doing it. Yeah. I think, especially with lockdown, now, there is, don't get me wrong, some of them are really good, but it did seem like during lockdown, every bored celebrity all of a sudden had a podcast. Yeah. And one of the things I liked about podcasting as a thing was how it was kind of a, a an arena that was mostly for the hobbyists and the amateurs. Yeah. And now there's so many professional ones and ones which are just banking in on the fact that the people presenting them are celebrities that I think it it possibly is more difficult for indies to break through, but I don't know. Especially with dying microphones like I've been doing for the last few years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But that's not that's not me like going, Oh, I wish we'd been big I'm quite happy, like we've we've had a pretty pretty consistent Yeah. But small viewership. So mm. it's been I've not minded that at all. I mostly have enjoyed this for just shooting the shit with you. Mm. But I'm just saying generally that's the change I've noticed in kind of the podca- podcasting landscape. I don't know if you agree. I don't know what a podcast is, so I can't possibly comment on that. <laughs> this is your first one. Yeah, <laughs> you've never done it before. I, I was. I didn't remember. Was, has this been here the whole time? This microphone. Yeah, we've been recording. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. We can cut all that. All that questionable stuff you were running about in the middle. <laughs> So, 
This has been the Cynical Optimist podcast. We hope that you've enjoyed at least some of the episodes, if not the majority. <laughs> but not all of them. That'd be weird. Yeah. Yeah, we have to have at least one off week, otherwise <laughs> otherwise you don't appreciate the weeks when we're really, really on it. I quite liked I think our off weeks were probably some of my favourites. I think some of yeah. Where we're just this tired mess and we I just think ramble about nothing. One of those things about having obviously the timetables we worked to were mostly synthetic. They're made up by us to keep us kind of hold us to account because otherwise we'd probably never release anything. Yes. But the fact that yeah, some weeks it meant doing these Obviously, we were never under the influence of substances. Occasionally, we did drink on the podcast, but those are, that, was, that was usually in person. We can't mention that. You want, you tweeted a picture of it once. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, these ones where we're both just that kind of tired, where we're both weird. <laughs> and I think that kind of really loose, weird discussion yeah. can be some of our funniest, yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. just insane. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. But anyway, you can go back and revisit those at any time. We've got no current plans to not make the podcast available. It's always going to be there for viewers who want to go back and revisit what Nick and I thought of your favourite films from the last seven years. Granted that we actually did talk about them. Unless I get offered a high-paying job on the next Inevitable Fantastic Beasts film, in which case we might remove them. (laughs) At least two episodes will disappear. (laughs) You're going to be playing Grindelwald. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's getting round to it eventually. It's your turn. It's my turn. I'm on the the jury list. They're not asking. (laughs) It's your turn. You get a letter through the post saying... If you're signed up as an electoral candidate, you are signed up to play Grindelwald. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like jury duty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But in the meantime, uh, obviously, this isn't. This is not the end. We're still the Hollow Projectors. We've still got the Hollow Projectors YouTube channel mm. and the Hollow Projectors Arcade, where we've mm. got our back catalogue of Let's Plays. Mm-hmm. We, the one we were talking about today was Star Wars: Clone Wars: Republic Heroes. Which on the main Hollow Projectors channel, we've also got like a supercut best of mm. video. If you wanna, if you don't wanna watch the whole thing, you just wanna watch kind of like some of the choice cuts that we've <laughs> taken. That might be one of my single favorite re- videos or releases we've done actually. So definitely would recommend going and checking that out. Yeah, it's fun to revisit that stuff. Yeah, especially now that we know a lot more about the Clone Wars in general as we did. We know then. something about the Clone Wars now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know more than nothing. It's just that bit where I'm like, "That's Echo Echo We've also got the stream archive, which at the moment is still just Kotor because I set it up and then haven't streamed since because I've had other things on. We've got the Instagram and Twitch accounts which are both at Hollow Projectors. I've got a show that is going up at the moment called Big Nostalgia which is a podcast I do with my sister Vicky where we talk about the development of old video games. I've heard of it. Uh, this season is GameCube and Wii games so that's going up at the moment. It's different tone to this because it's more looking into like development and stuff but it's an interesting time. Do check it out. We've got other projects coming down the line. It'll probably be quiet for a little while because I'm going to be away for a bit. But Nick will, in the meantime, might, you know, you never know. You, you might start streaming on the account instead. I might, I might fire hashtag, off another... <laughs> hashtag Nick play Star Wars games on stream. I think my, my PlayStation will take off at that point. Um, <laughs> might fire out another another two million on, on, on our YouTube, though. That I forgot to mention that at all today. 
that, that one time we went viral. Yeah, and that wasn't even the podcast. No, it was, it was an extension of. Yeah, we did do like synopsis clips a little bit, but that kind of it just became a bit too much effort to edit them. Yeah, I just got lazier. Uh, well, we've got a back catalogue, I think, of discussions that need to go up on YouTube. Yeah. So you can do those whilst I'm away. Mm. We like we're releasing new content, but we're not. Mm. And then, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at HollowPhil. And you can't follow me anywhere because I refuse to let you. Because he's far too smart to get stalked. <laughs> I'll see you coming. <laughs> I'll mirror, I've got mirror lenses on the side of my sunglasses. I can see it. So don't try it. You've heard it here first. <laughs> but I feel like, yeah, have we done it? We've done it. Shit. Should we do that thing where we like uh, get up to walk off and like the voice slowly trails off as we go? Turn off the light. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I was going to actually ask you, that maybe this is a note to end on, what is your favourite finale of a show? Of a TV show? Anything. Uh, uh, um, Dick and Dom in the Bungalow. What happened in there? Uh, I think they just wake up and it was all a dream. <laughs> yeah, genuinely. Yeah. No. Um, That's class. What, oh, why would you put me on the spot like that? Um, Gotta do it one last time. Oh my god. Finale. Finale. Do you want me to see mine while you're thinking? Do yours, please. So I'd say mine is probably the Scrubs finale. I haven't seen it. Oh, well, I wasn't asking if you'd seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it's my favourite. Well, describe it then. Uh, if you a... like it so much, why don't you tell me about it? Well, it's based around uh, JD, played by Zach Braff's oh. last day working at the hospital, and it's all about his kind of farewells to everyone, and he's got a bit of anxiety about the future. And in this final like bit, because the whole show is kind of one of the big things in the show is his fantasies where he'll like drift off, and it's like a parody of a movie or something, or it's like some imagined thing, and then it will come back to him. Is he goes, he's about to head off to leave at the end of his last day, and he turns the corner to the entrance, and both sides of the corridor are just lined with guest stars Aww. from all the way throughout the show. That's nice. And some of them will say, like, their, like, trademark line and things, and he walks out the, the doors of the hospital, and there's, like, a screen up, and he's like, I've, I know I shouldn't be wor worried about the future anymore. It does like a flash forward thing projected on the screen of him like getting married, having kids, like, and the other main cast. He stays in touch with them and things like that. Aww. And it's not really specified whether that is the future or whether that's just his hopes for the future. Yeah. And then it gets like one of the janitors like comes and like pulls it down at the end and says like good night to him, and he just kind of walks off. Yeah, that's nice. I like. Yeah. That. Um, Community, I reckon. I what the season six one? Yeah, I think that's really creative. I think it's really nice. Yeah. And it's it's it answers a lot of questions but doesn't at the same time and it just yeah I just... it almost yeah it's very self-aware obviously as community is about the fact that it's probably the series finale but it might not be so they have to kind of keep it loose and well, yeah and I like the sort of subtleties like Jeff's second hug to Abed like, like when he goes back in for a hug after because like, yeah. that was like the first sort of duo on there as well so yeah, yeah that's probably mine right right I have been Nick I've been Phil. Shake on it. Shake right. hands. Let's um, let's do that thing where they um, walk off. All right. Well, we'll we'll see you down the road. Come on. That was so smooth for a moment there. <laughs> Hello. 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 Hello.
Wonk, wonk.